welcome to the 201st episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast, where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Simply the best. Better than all the rest. Better than everyone. That's all we're legally allowed to sing. Everyone I ever met. Sorry. All right, we'll let it slide. How are you, Lee? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? How was your week at trivia? Uh, it was good. Um, well, we'll get into the roundup here in a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had a fair amount of teams. Um, we, uh, it seems like everybody was happy and, uh, having a good time. I feel like we filled out the place pretty well. Nice. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if you feel the same thing I do. Sometimes I have weeks where I write questions and I'm like, not my strongest work. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I have weeks where I'm like, oh, front to back this bangers. This is just great. Yeah. This is just great. Like yeah. some easy. Definitely aspire towards that. More the former than the yeah. latter, though. Probably. I mean, there's some easy ones, but no, they're not terribly easy. Mm-hmm. You ask it and like three teams get it wrong. You know, it's like, all right, perfect. Like it's, it's pretty well rounded. I felt kind of that way about this quiz this week and just feeling good. How about you? Doing all right. Uh, had the good, the bad, and the ugly this Ooh. week, I would say. The good was, yep, N-E-O. Uh, the good was, I got to tell you about this pork chop that I Ooh. had from Yabo Mobile okay. on Wednesday night Hashtag at, at. at Trivia. No, but we do hope that you come out and join us and try one of these things. Mm. This was a uh, raspberry demi-glazed pork chop okay. served with, I know this isn't your thing, but goat cheese. On top of a bed of fries, which let the raspberry demi glaze kind of go down onto the fries, Seep. you know, and uh, this thing looked amazing right out of the gate. I was very excited to go home and try it. I brought it home and offered some to Kyle. Kyle's like, I don't really like pork chops. I took a bite and I'm like, you have to try this thing. This was like the most tender pork chop I've ever had. And the flavor mm. combination was just out of this world. Damn, that sounds so, good. I got to find out where they are, because the only place I, I know that they normally regularly are mm. is at your trivia. And of yeah. course, I'm doing They're based out trivia. of Sanibel. So they're coming from that direction. So, got you know, it. it makes sense. They're actually, I don't want to say they're going a little bit out of the way to come to Pointy Bell, but they're going off Sanibel Island onto Fort Myers. But uh, yeah, they have a social media uh, for all those that are not local, Yabo used to be a restaurant that was around here that unfortunately closed around the pandemic, I believe, maybe a mm-hmm. little bit beforehand. They used to do shows and stuff as well. Ryan yep. Keita, the owner, who also plays in a local band called the Camaros, mm-hmm. um, he uh, decided that he was going to buy a food truck and do a smaller mobile version yep. of it and uh, everything i've heard about them from the lasagna on a stick down to uh down to this pork chop sounds amazing so yep. i gotta get on i gotta get with it they also have on wednesdays the uh, pulled pork sandwiches they have mm. gorgonzola fries uh they're offering the fried eggplant parm I, I don't know if you mentioned the lasagna they used to do lasagna but now they're lately they've been doing the fried eggplant parm on a stick okay and we had four delicious new beers at Pointy Bell. I never talk about their beer releases, but they're constantly putting out new beers in cans and in the tap room that you can uh, taste. For Cinco de Mayo this week, they had a Mexican lager, 
the casual tan lines session ale, which I think they brought back. They've done that before, as well as their Take the Helm New England style IPA. So if you are a beer aficionado, Pointy Bell, great spot to uh, check out on Wednesdays. Get some of these tasty Yabo treats as well as your quiz. This is also a call out to them to finally make a no-no beer. Yeah. I think we need a note soda. A you note and I, I think, soda. discussed mm-hmm. doing a note soda. Yeah. You know, just a regular old lager would be fine. Well, you, we, we talked about a wheat beer, and you are you like the wheat beer. I beers, am, I so do. So you're going to be testing that. Yeah, absolutely. That. Give me. Yes. So that was the good. Mm-hmm. Then we had the bad. Someone shouted out an answer at Ollie's oh, this week. Oh, come on. Yep. They went <laughs> right out loud. Now, to their credit, this was somebody that walked in that didn't realize that we were doing an audio round. And so they walked in and went, oh, yeah, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of an obvious like cartoon theme. A lot of people are going to know that anyway, so it's not a huge deal. But my favorite part about this was the entire team of Just the Tip said in almost unison, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And to his credit, he came up and apologized after the audio round was like, I did not know you were doing trivia. I was just really excited. Yeah. You know, that's well, I mean, that's the best you can Mm -hmm. hope for. Everybody gets a freebie. Yeah. And then the ugly. Mm. season has ended here in Southwest Florida. And it sounds like you had a pretty good week at nice guys this week. I did on Wednesday, but I noticed a significant attendance drop at our venues, um, especially at Ollie's Ollie's is tough. Like there were only two teams at Ollie's this week. And the last time that that happened, we did weather this once at Ollie's back in January of this year. But I was getting vibes like from the three pepper days when things started to wind down and it was just like you and maybe one other team that were coming every week. Right. So I'm feeling like a little nervous, you mm-hmm. know, about uh, about Ollie's. And I mean, it was a little lower at Pointy Bell, too. But um, if you are in Southwest Florida and you are a trivia fan, now is the perfect time to come out to Ollie's on Thursday nights. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, if you like playing trivia at Ollie's in Cape Coral year round. Uh, come on out, support the venue. I will also tell you Thursday was the premiere night of Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. So I I have a feeling that there is a chance that you may have taken a little bit of a hit on Thursday because it was opening night. I know that's where I was. And I was there with a number of other people that are trivia minded people. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that your next Thursday bumps back up and hopefully I can make it out there. I'd love to. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing was there was like, you know, some, uh, even though it's past season, there was like a group of uh, vacationers that were in Ollie's when mm-hmm. I went and set up and they left like at the end or at the beginning of the second round. And it's hard not to feel like, oh, I pushed them out, you know, because they were in here chilling, you know, and then I came in and started like interrupting the music with my trivia questions every two minutes or so, you know, and yeah. usually I can let that roll off my back. But there were so few teams there on Thursday that it was it really stung. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's rough, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know I mentioned on May 14th doing the trivia request live. That date is in limbo right now. I was actually thinking on Thursday night, maybe it would be better to do that concept on a Thursday rather than getting like the Saturday crowd and saying, hey, come out on Thursdays. Right. I think people might go, oh, well, this was a fun thing to do on a Saturday, but I don't know if I'm going to come out on Thursdays. If we do it on a Thursday, it's going to attract people that naturally have Thursdays off, you know, and are more interested in going out in the middle of the week. 
Right. And uh, so stay tuned, you know, stay tuned to all of our social media for that. And uh, we'll be announcing some other cool events coming up. You soon. know, the answer might be making like a Facebook group or something like that for Southwest Florida trivia lovers mm-hmm. where trivia places can push their trivia information and we can try and pool people who we know love trivia. Mm. Now, I like that idea. On one hand, it'll be a lot of competition because a lot of places will have trivia on Wednesdays, trivia on Thursdays, whatever. But on the other hand, it will be up to the places and the companies to push their trivia. And you're being, you're very good at that. So Mm -hmm. that may be something where you're bringing people in to kind of like, see what other places have because we know that there are trivia teams that are dedicated that go to like scotty's beer works Mm -hmm. like my friend dan goes there every thursday and plays right well i mean if he saw you know something was at ollie's and it's closer to his house or whatever Mm -hmm. he may be inclined to give that a shot because he never knew that because all he knew was scotty beer works you know what i mean like So that's the only thing I can think of because, you know, we have to, you know, specifically try and get people who love trivia Mm -hmm. because specifically in the people who love trivia at Ollie's, there's not enough people at Ollie's to cajole many of them in the first place. Right. That's the problem. Yep. So I don't know. I want you to succeed. All these regulars that come in and play get no questions. Right. Yeah. You know, they're like. Gen Z, you know, and they're, and they're going with a older millennial Gen X style quiz. Usually that's like, who's like there every week and is like requesting the categories, which is why the category request thing. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of had an issue with it because, it you know, I homogeny. think if you, yeah, mm-hmm. abs- exactly. Yep. I mean, I was thinking about that. I feel like it's got me thinking maybe I should change the format slightly so that it's like half of the categories are based on last week's request, but the other half are general knowledge trivia. Yeah. You know, like just the main categories of trivia. I think that would be a very good idea. So you have like a base mm-hmm. and then you have like the styling of the local place. that's kind of like peppered throughout. Right. You know, cause to be frank with you, the, any team, unless they purposefully tank, mm-hmm. if I show to a trivia for the first time and I did so bad, through how many questions? 20, 20 questions yeah. and 30 bonus questions, 28 points. Even if I nail the last question, it's not going to be enough for me to win. Mm-hmm. So what have you done? I mean, if I do come back, I'm going to feel stupid for 20 questions might nail the last question, but I got 28 points and the winning team got 92. Right. doesn't feel good. It's not, you're not coming back. You're not, you're not, really helping i mean i don't fit in here basically right. it's just yeah. like okay well this thank is not god my i got to trivia. do the last question but yeah that second time if they come back that second mm-hmm. time is not going to coax them into i think there's something there i think i might make this change i think it would be a good it. idea yeah i think it would be a good idea i know that some people love it but i think the people that love it are the people that are capitalizing on it and that's the problem is that you come in and you, you know, it's like, it's like going into an already made community and trying to fit yourself in and like laugh along with their jokes. You know, it's like, if you do know the stuff, it's great. But if you don't, it, you just feel like, okay, well, this is not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you go in and you're asking a question about, 
you know, supernatural TV, right? Yeah, or the like TV what show. you know, like some general knowledge stuff. Oh, you're saying the other way? Like, yeah, go with I'm more saying like knowledge. yeah, if someone's mm-hmm. you know like anime, you know Gen Z stuff, Gen Z stuff, but then also questions that the Gen Z people may not know. Mm-hmm. You know, asking questions about fucking the Golden Girls or you know like you know more way more recent stuff you know songs that are on the radio or whatever Mm -hmm. um that's why i love doing questions where i like read lyrics it's it's funny and it's also like if you're into today's music you're likely young and you're likely going to be like oh well this is fucking asap rocky and i know it and some old team is like i don't know what the fuck this is like good that's the balance yep yeah this is this is the way it should go this Mm -hmm. is why you should have young people and old people sports people and science people you know right so yeah especially when there's like less teams coming mm-hmm. you really get the the homogenization needle points in yeah. you know because now you've only got two teams requesting categories and it's like yeah this is all like half of these questions are tv shows and they're only tv shows that these eight people watch mm-hmm. and there could be four people that come in next week and they don't watch Supernatural. They don't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They never watched Angel. You know, they're just You're like asking about TV shows that people didn't even know existed. Right. Here's a question about the life and times of Tim. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And it's like, nice. oh, this is a two season TV show that was on HBO. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that'll be good for that team that won last week. I did ask a question this week about a show that was only on for three episodes, but I, I have to ask it to you this quiz now that we're talking Ooh, about it here. Okay. So I got, I got to throw it in. Let's go over a weekly wrap up. Okay. At pointy bell brewing company on Wednesday, quiz number 415 started with let Qui-Gon's be Qui-Gon's. It was May the 4th. After all, may the 4th be with you. Let Qui-Gon's be Qui-Gon's taking the round one victory roll tide taking round two and Qui-Gon's again in a round three tiebreaker. But it was wicked bad bitches and hombres who got the overall victory with 96 points. Qui-Gon's in second with 90 points. They did not go all in on their wager and it ended up pushing them down to second place. Sorry to Qui-Gon's. That would be uh, daddy's favorite usually is what they're playing under there. And Daisy Dukes in third place with 71 points. At Ollie's Pub on Thursday, quiz number 416 kicked off with just the tips, taking the first and second round wins. But Shiba Inu Illuminati mounted an epic comeback victory in round three, not only getting the uh, third round best score, but ending the quiz in first overall with 85 points, beating just the tips by a single point Oof. for the evening. It was a true face-off. Damn. Two teams, two of our best teams going up against each other. I'm going to take his face off (laughs) great quote from a great movie what movie i think it's called put my face on yours (laughs) (laughs) no face off is that a great movie i don't know if i've even seen that. it's a fun movie okay it's a fun movie to be sure i mean thinking about it now yeah Mm -hmm. a little iffy was it on how did how did this get made Oh yeah, they did the what? Okay, that might be my my biggest experience with oh, that movie. I got something to talk episode. about later too. But yeah, congratulations to Shiba Inu on their one point uh, difference making victory, and uh, I had to double check the scores twice on that. Like, yeah, oh that I, one's If a it comes closing. down to a point, I checked every answer sheet just to see if there was any discrepancy whatsoever. Um, how did your teams do 
at Nice Guys Pizza this Wednesday, Mark. Good. We had a four-way tie for the first round. Team Whoa. Captain Matt, Team No Name, Zach just manscaped his ass, and pretty nice with a four-way tie. I didn't know how well. to do a tiebreaker, so what I did is I took one of the questions and I kind of made a question based off of it. Um, I had a couple people on Zoom, uh, John Feeblecorn and uh, Whiskey Tango, both playing, asked, coming in for the assist when I asked how I should do a four-way tiebreaker. Whiskey Tango had one idea. I kind of went off and did a, another version of it, but basically asked a whoever gets closest to the correct answer uh, will win the first round. Oh, kind of like Price is Right style. Sort of, yes. Right. Yeah, actually, pr- same as Price is Right rules without going over. Um, do you remember the question? Well, I do, but it's relating to another question that I might ask you at some point. Oh, okay. Right. So I can't really tuned. unveil it right now. I'll yeah. stay tuned. Maybe I'll make it the first question of this round if you're if you're good. Um, so pretty nice winning the first round by one point. The second round, they're pretty nice one with 36 points. However, the last round went to bow to your sensei. Um, la- a couple weeks ago, we had uh, two teams, no mayo. And I believe Extra Mayo was the name of the two teams. They uh, were one big table that were sitting with each other. Mm. I walked up to them and I was, and they were, you know, they mentioned that they were no Mayo last time, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember, because I told them they had to break it up. And they were like, yeah, we were here before, and they were like, you talked about us on the podcast. So here I am ah. talking about them. Uh, Bow to your sensei, winning with fifty-one points. Um, aside from, of course. Whiskey Tango, uh, with winning with 60 points. So not mm. by a whole bunch, but one by a bit. Um, one of the players, it was their birthday, and he was wearing a pin that said birthday bitch. So I had everybody at Nice Guys saying happy birthday to birthday bitch. And he was having a good time. You could tell he had a couple drinks in him. It was a lot of fun. So good times. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I love that team name Extra Mayo. Like you have extra players. You know? Which is funny. The Extra Mayo, they did. They weren't Extra Mayo this time. They were Bow to Your Sunset. Right, right. So they, uh, they decided to... to take a different take a different uh approach to the team name they wouldn't mail this this time yeah my tiebreaker question that i had this week was uh i like to do a version of like an easier version or related to the uh one of the questions so we had a uh, tolkien question rounding out our entire quiz and we had a tie to settle at the end so i asked who is the main character of tolkien's the hobbit you know, keep it very easy. Mm. That way you don't have to ask a second question. That would be my advice. Break there. the dishes, smash the plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. There you go. That's right. So I don't know if you could, you called it as quick as uh, Tom from let Qui-Gon's be Qui-Gon's. Oh, well, I mean, we're playing. Yeah. We're having a conversation. Yeah, I know. I'm not. In, it I'm not though. in gangster mode. <laughs> That's true. And I wanted to sing the song. That's true. I will never forget that song because I remember a person singing it over and over again in my uh, high school uh, English class. Is that the Leonard Nimoy song? I don't know. To be honest with you, he did a song about Bilbo Baggins, right? It's probably that. I mean, I don't know if it was written in the book or if it was written for the the uh, cartoon or what. But if it's uh, if it's in the media itself that must be a tolkien thing or related it's in the media in the media okay. itself uh but i i'm pretty sure leonard nimoy had a song about like the legend of bill of wagons that was like a folk pop song or pop folk song that rather. sounds very leonard nimoy yep 
Well, congratulations to all our teams that won this week. If you missed it, come play No Nonsense Trivia this week and win stuff. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for No Nonsense Trivia Challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer, suggest categories for next week's quiz, and enjoy tasty, tasty food by Yabo Mobile. That's at Pointy Bell on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, or whatever else you can find for sale at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral. That's on Thursdays at 7.30. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at the delicious, the delectable, Mm. nice guy's pizza, or on (laughs) Zoom. That starts Mm. at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, let's build up that Zoom group, huh? You know, the thing about it, Ollie's, is this. If you go there with a couple people and you win, you could drink a free beer and get a free record. It's a pretty good prize. Right. And I mean, all you have to do is go there and be smart with your friends and you get free stuff. So do do that. Why would you not do that? Yeah. Go there and buy some stuff. Support a small business that is owned by a badass. Play trivia. Get a free fucking vinyl. Re- get yourself a free vinyl record. And you can celebrate or commiserate by singing karaoke right afterwards. Oh, and it's emo karaoke. So you can definitely. Well, they do emo karaoke the first week of every month. Oh, I thought it was always emo. No, 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 no. It's it's, uh, regular karaoke. They do have like a forbidden songs list, which they have fun with. It is grown. They they challenge people to get songs on there. So it's it's a bit of a bit of a meme. But yes, uh, that's at on Thursdays at Ollie's. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us, won't you? Okay. I can't get out of it now. <laughs> Let's just take a break. All right. We will be back for <laughs> round one. back mark i have a question about nintendo games nintendo the original nintendo the i nintendo love nintendo entertainment system mm. based on a 1986 film of the same name what 1987 game for the nintendo entertainment system was the best-selling video game based on a movie that was released for the console Based on a 1986 film of the same name, what 1987 game for the Nintendo Entertainment System was the best-selling video game based on a movie that was released for the console? Huh. Best-selling. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was the 30th best-selling Nintendo game. But it was the best one that was based on a movie. Interesting. This is a great question. Thank you. Something about a good question that gets me hard instantly. You know? 
and this is one of them. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You're like the Pinocchio of trivia, but upside down. Yeah. <laughs> the upside down Pinocchio. Gave her the old upside down Pinocchio. The old pine head <laughs> to throw uh, it back. Yes. Even though we know now it means pine eye. Yeah. Okio. Um, I'm inclined to say Ghostbusters. But I'm trying to think of like video games that a lot of people had. You know, your friends would be like, I got this game. Swap games and go over there and play it and shit. And I remember like, I think I had Ghostbusters. I can't remember if I had Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2. It made no fucking sense to me. I still don't know if I remember how to play it. I have an NES emulator. I should go home and try and play it and just see if I can figure out what the fuck's going on now that I'm a grown adult. You drive around from building to building. It made no sense. I'm going to say Ghostbusters. Son of a bitch. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I hit the wrong uh, wrong buttons, but that's okay. It's let me, still the right sentiment. Let me guess. The, is it Haunted Mansion? No, it's okay. not Haunted Mansion. You're you're right about Ghostbusters being a mess of a game. Yeah, oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, what a you, fucking it's, you drive around from building to building, and you have to try and, like get a certain number of ghosts before you go to the main ghost. And I think it says something like a winner is you. Oh, you is that what that's or from? Something like that. Oh, wow. It, it's not that, but there is, there is some like translation problem mm-hmm. going on there at the end of Ghostbusters. The correct answer is a shoot 'em up flight simulator. Top gun, top gun. Yes. Oh that's right. man. Yeah. Talk about hard trying to get refueled. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, give me refuel, give me refire, give me that which I desire, <laughs> redesire. Now, you might have some disgruntled players that are saying, what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because that it was a, be- uh, a better-selling NES game, but that was based on the animated cartoon. The movie did not come out until after that game was released. Huh. And also not 1987-1986. So a few qualifiers in there. Yeah, well, there you go. What fuel... Deriving its name from the Greek word for wax is used most often in aviation. What fuel deriving its name from the Greek word for wax is used most often in aviation? Mm. Speaking of giving, giving any fuel. Yeah. Giving me fire. But wax is very soft. Mm. So know? soft. It's so soft that the wings of Daedalus, who built, uh, who, who he uh, constructed for Icarus, melted when Icarus flew too close to the sun. Mm, he against his father's advice. Sun. Used in, did you say in jets or in airplanes? I did not say either. Um, in flight? I said in aviation, actually. Oh, in aviation. Yes. Hmm. Wax, the Greek word for wax. Hmm. I was looking Got the that other drip. day. Got that sweet drip. I was talking the other day about um the last Let's Go Exploring record that we recorded and all the all the song titles we tried to make sound like really bad R and B song titles. So soft, so smooth. The way you feel, so soft. The way you feel there in parentheses. Fingers sweat so sweet. <laughs> gimme, 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 featuring Dr. Sex. Miss <laughs> Thang featuring Miss Thang. Dat butt. 
Dat butt. Dat butt. Vibin'. I don't even know what these songs sound like. We we never remembered these song titles, I think. There were two, Curves and Swerves. I know mm. what those two are. The rest okay. of them I don't think I remember. Those were uh, tracks for the record. Yes. Yeah. The Greek word for wax. I don't know that one. Uh-oh. Candelius. Are you trying to turn someone into a candle? Are you? Is this, yeah, is this Harry, Harry Potter, Potter smell? I guess. Candelius luminous on you. <laughs> now you look like the French candle from Beauty and the Beast. Congratulations. Um, I have no idea. Ethanol. It's incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is kerosene. Oh, kerosene. Okay kerosene i remember that from home alone i have more of an association with that for home alone too i think electric boogaloo then uh aviation fuel okay now i know what that's used for that's good it's not Named just a pranking device word for wax hmm caro probably okay well here's a modern sports question for you i feel seen in the kerosene. modern era launched in 1999 which american sports league was the first to have its own television network Launched in 1999, which American Sports League was the first to have its own television network? American Sports League. Mm -hmm. The other prominent American Sports Leagues followed suit in the following years, but one was first in 1999. Which one? Hmm. Well, of course, we have the big four, baseball, basketball, hockey, and football. There's also golf. And I feel like golf TV was a big thing. Can you read the question one more time? Yes, in 1999, which American Sports League was the first to have its own television network? I'm going to say the PGA. No. I'm sorry. The correct answer is NBA TV, the National Basketball Association. It is one of the big four. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, the NFL Network came about in 2003, and the Major League Baseball Network in 2009. Uh, NBA right out, out there in front. Damn. All right, here is, uh, here is your next question. What three-time Olympic gold medalist has the long-standing nickname, The Flying Tomato? Um, hmm, the flying tomato. Interesting. That's uh calls to mind when you're trying to hum- humiliate a performer back in the day before you were invited to the Oscars to win your first Academy Award and you would just go on stage and slap the person uh, before you would bum rush them while they were at the Hollywood Bowl performing a uh, record tying performance. You would throw tomatoes at them from the crowd. You wouldn't even get on stage. Damn. So it calls to mind that. I don't think this has anything to do with that, but 
interesting to imagine a human body just being launched in the air at a performer on stage. Maybe Fosbury? Uh, is his name Michael Fosbury? The Fosbury flop? I don't think it's going to be Michael Phelps. Not particularly flying. He's a swimming tomato. And uh, I don't know if he's very tomato-like. More of a string bean. <laughs> if I had to vegetableize him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Fosbury. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Red-headed... Winter Olympian Sean, Sean White. White. Oh, okay. The flying tomato, Sean White. Because of his White. ginger hair. Yes. I see. Indeed. Okay. All right. Indeed. I'm going to keep my questions in the TV realm here. I'm going to ask you about a game show. Mm. Now, I could not resist writing a question when I, I read about this. I did not know the answer. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Let's Nobody see. got this right, but Ooh. only two teams playing. So, okay. <laughs> what quiz show that aired on Fox in 2002 was canceled after just three episodes after facing criticism for torturing contestants with incredibly hot or sub-zero temperature changes it would go up to 170 degrees Fahrenheit Jesus or down to Christ. negative 20 degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit, God. shaking chairs, oxygen depletion. And air cannons capable of shooting gusts of air 140 miles per hour damn. at your face. What the fuck? Or at their faces. What is the name of this no quiz game show? <laughs> quiz terrible. I have no idea. Um, I'm trying to think of like what they would think is a clever name. I'm guessing it's got a clever name. Um, surviving the quiz. I don't know. I never heard of this. No, it's not surviving the quiz. The answer is simply the chamber. Okay. Because they built a torture chamber that uh, contestants Jesus would sit in. God Can damn. I show you a picture of this thing? Please. This thing looks like something that uh, Master Shredder <laughs> would dig into the ground to try and hunt down those pesky Ninja Turtles. Oh, my Christ. Yeah. They would stick you in that thing, and then you would face trivia questions with all these uh, physical tortures uh, being added on. Have what? you watched any clips from it? I did not watch any clips yet. Oh, but we're going to sure watch some during the first break. Yeah. I've got to see that. Yep. Holy cow. Why don't you give me another question, and then we can take our break. Absolutely. What popular portmanteau had its first use listed as a Euractive blog post by Peter Wilding on May 15th, 2012, in the Oxford English Dictionary? So, Euractive is a blog. What popular portmanteau had its first use listed as a Euractive blog post by Peter Wilding on May 15th, 2012, in the Oxford English Dictionary. Your active blog, 2012. Ten years ago. Hmm. A portmanteau. So it made it into the dictionary in 2012. Yes, and where it lists for its first use. Mm-hmm. Seen in the wild. Your active. It was a your active blog post but by you Peter didn't Wilding in 2012. 
Oh, the year and the dictionary were the same year? The first use was in 2012 in a year active blog post. And then it was added to the dictionary the same year or you didn't give it a year? Oh, I did not give a year of the dictionary. Sometime after 2012. Gotcha. Or including 2012. Um, I don't think it's humble brag, even though that fits around that same time. That was Harris Whittles, uh, the late Parks and Rec comedy writer. Hmm. Maybe it's frenemy. Not sure about this one. I'm going to go with a uh, frenemy. Sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> Brexit. Is the correct answer. Brexit. Oh, wow. It's been 10 years since Brexit entered the lexicon? It entered the lexicon, yeah. They voted wow. on it a few years later. Yeah. But that was the first time someone, of course, combined British mm-hmm. and exit. In a blog post. In a blog post. There you go. You're active. All right. Boom. That is our first round of trivia. How fantastic. What a good time. Let's take a break. Let's do it. And we'll come back with some uh, miscorrections and no notes. And a second round of sweet, sweet trivia. Back and it's time for some miscorrections. Miscorrections. So we just watched a 15 minute clip here of the chamber. We I neglected to add that there were water jets that would that would shoot you. We watched a clip of Scott Brown, a teacher who was able to go through all seven phases of the chamber. 25 questions with all of these. Uh, torture implements ratcheting up throughout. I would have thrown up very quickly. Maybe like even by the end of round one when they're shaking it. That that would have been my downfalls, the shaking. I mean, for whatever sick reason, I kind of want to do it so I can experience it and see what the <laughs> hell it would be like. But uh, you want to experience that? What we just watched? Well, you want to get you want to get into what after we just seeing watched? someone else do yeah. it. I'm kind of like, I wonder if I could do it. Okay. Wow. The questions were relatively easy. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess is fair being that you are undergoing what other countries would put or our own country would put people through to try and extract information mm-hmm. from them. And as we saw, there were a few timely <laughs> questions that were not evergreen you Correct. Know, in there. Like yeah. uh, who had the drowned world tour in 2001. What musician? Well, I mean, that's still evergreen. I mean, that's never going to change. It is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess um, the, the 2001 uh, time person of the year, I was thinking that is you mentioned still factual and still mm-hmm. evergreen, but it's going to be a lot fucking harder. Yeah. And if you don't know, I mean, 2001 is actually kind of a hint there. Like Didn't of, he get that question wrong? He did. He said George W. Bush. And it was, it was Rudy Giuliani. That's right. Yep. Now I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it <laughs> the clip, the prison posts of it. Um, We're going to post in the show notes. Okay. Too, yeah. So, you can watch so it. as you watch it, it's a two part thing. And as this is just dumb luck, I think 
but the tape quality gets far, far worse as it goes along. So you hear the, eh, eh, oh yeah, like there's alarms. Snowy. You cannot see what's going on. You, and, and like, as it goes on, <laughs> the vision gets worse and worse. It is high stress. It is very intense. And apparently there were three unaired episodes with a insect chamber, mm-hmm. a quote, water torture end quote chamber um and an electricity yep <laughs> chamber so and we what should the fuck we should mention that throughout the quiz uh they kept checking in with scott and saying are you okay are you fine and he said yes keep going keep going and then uh it's revealed later on that they awarded him an extra one hundred thousand dollars because he sued them because he was sent to the hospital suffering from hypothermia shock yeah after enduring this as soon as he comes out of the chamber they put blankets on him and stuff they knew what they were doing (laughs) they were giving this man hypothermia they and they asked multiple choice questions Mm -hmm. sometimes where they're unnecessary Mm -hmm. one of the questions was bill nye tv personality (laughs) bill nye is known as what kind of guy according to a nice guy A a happy guy a bad guy a science guy or an art guy. or an art guy. And they like <laughs> made it nice and drawn out. And it's yeah. like, I would have been screaming out answers. I would have been like, fuck a nice guy next. Yeah. But he's like, how you doing, bud? How's everything in there? And it's like, dude, hurry up. Help this guy get through this quick or just give him hypothermia and get this show shut down. Whichever. Yeah. I would, I would joke around and say, we need to bring the show back. This dystopian show back. But I'm scared that they actually will because of the appalling amount of money that teachers make. They'll get other teachers like Scott Brown to get on there, get some hypothermia, and uh, we don't need that. We don't need that. Yeah. Stay stay listening to the no-no. We're not going to be bringing as much as as fun as it would be. I think uh, spicy jelly beans is probably our limit here and the such. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did that. our own little chamber here once upon a time. Spicy bean Halloween. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, we heard from tim tim sent in a new rate my question a new version of his rate my question from last week apart from a few bit parts in tv and movies actress heather deloach is best known for her buzzworthy role in a 90s music video for what band and then that would be blind melon i love that version. you yes. still wanted blind mention melon mentioned I think that that is an A plus. Oh yeah, I think this. Uh, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna give this. Well, here's another question whoop. for you. You and your fucking yeah. fingers That's today. Wrong. I don't know. It's like I move my chair like an inch the wrong way or something. <laughs> All my muscle memory is thrown off. I like this version a lot better. It's it's a it's a much just putting it in there almost removes my desire to say like dress like what creature. You know, <laughs> I was saying like that. That's the memorable moment from the music video, not the band name. At least putting buzzworthy in here, and you gotta say it like what buzzworthy exactly. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, yep. So I, I love this version of the question. That's that's great, Tim. And we also oh, pibs. Uh, let's see here. Apart from a few, I don't know. Did I give this a P? I might have given a lowercase P. I'll give this full pibs at least. I don't know about okay. all capitals, but uh, it's a great question. Yeah. A Great plus question. from me, buddy. Yeah. And we heard from MJ. MJ says, just listen to the 200th episode. Congratulations, Lee and Mark, for the huge milestone. Here's to 200 more. Thank you for reading my no note and rate my question. 
Although I have to inform you, you did not actually rate my question in the episode itself. Oops. Nevertheless, I'm already thinking of my next rate my question because I demand to be scrutinized under the legendary Pibs rubric. Thanks again for the hours of content and Godspeed. What was the question? Truth Lies and O-Rings is a 2009 memoir by Alan J. McDonald and James R. Hansen that details the circumstances that led to what infamous 20th century disaster? A-plus, I would cut out the the, uh, the author's names, I think, because they're unnecessary. I think they would make it a little bit shorter for the short and sweet crowd. <clears throat> um, but I, I A-plus, great question. I agree. The author's names being included doesn't bother me as severely, but I do agree with that sentiment. You could easily take them out, and it would be essentially the same question. I'm giving this full pibs. Full pibs to MJ on that one. And I wanted to talk a little bit. Did you have any miscorrections or no notes, Mark? Not that I know of. I wanted to just talk about about, uh, some of these that we rated in the last episode. We talked about timely questions and how they you know, might not be evergreen. Mm-hmm. And I asked a question this week that I knew was timely. So I wrote it in our system as an evergreen style question. And I think, you know, that way, if I go back to it at some other point, it'll be ready to go already adjusted. So what I asked this week was who quipped, was that Will Smith after a fan attacked fellow comedian, Dave Chappelle on stage during an attendance record time performance at Los Angeles's Hollywood bowl just this week, but I wrote the question to say in May of 2022 this month, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll be ready to go next time. I think that people may not remember this incident of Dave Chappelle getting attacked, but the association between Chris Rock and Will Smith at the Oscars, I think that is going to live on in people's memories for a long oh, time. Sure. And so people might guess maybe it was Chris Rock that quit, quipped that because it was him who was attacked by Will Smith just a month earlier, you know? Yeah, um, people remember Dave Chappelle getting attacked, I think. Mm-hmm. People won't probably remember who made the quip. Who made the quip afterward. Yeah. But as a guess, I think that many people will guess Chris Rock if they don't remember. You don't think yeah, so? No, I think there's a possibility of that. And to ask about Dave Chappelle getting attacked, I feel like it's almost, I think the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing will overshadow that as history goes it's on. Kevin Hart, isn't it? No, it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock made the quip. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that same night. So that's why I was saying. I think uh, many, actually, a few, a few different teams got that correct right out of the gate. But I and think then that, Dave Chappelle said, "Oh, that was a trans man." Did he say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Woof. Because he had said something in his stand-up talking about trans people again, because he just can't fucking let it go. I guess so. That's unfortunate. <clears throat> it's very you unfortunate. Know? I mean, yeah. Fall from grace. We don't need to get too into it here, Mm -hmm. I guess, because this isn't a political podcast, but getting, I've been tired and I'm getting more and more tired of him and Mm -hmm. not being able to shut up about fucking trans people. Totally agree. Totally agree. So even when he gets attacked, he's got to make it about trans people again. So best of luck. Yeah. But to my point, you can make a timely question evergreen by uh just writing the date so like for matt's question you know just recently celebrating his 200th birthday about frank law olmstead mm. you could say celebrating his 200th birthday in this month you know in particular which yeah. it you know it doesn't improve the question necessarily but it at least makes it evergreen so you're like you're writing it in a way that you could ask it at any point in history it's not necessarily tied to that 
Yeah, I'd be curious to know how many people care about evergreenness. And I would say that the overarching thing here is to keep in mind keeping your questions evergreen if you plan on going back going to back to yes. them. But I think a lot of people just kind of set it and forget it. Yeah. You know, I look back at some of my questions now and I'm like, oh, like I've been more evergreen minded because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the podcast and asking these questions and having to go back every once in a while, I probably wouldn't give much of a shit about them being evergreen. Yeah. But I mean, I've purposefully started asking less current events questions, even though I could turn them evergreen, I guess. Um, but there's some stuff like, oh, who is recently, you know, this person so-and-so was recently, you know, uh, voted in its prime minister for the fifth time of what country. Right. And I mean, you could write that to be evergreen, but not really. Cause if they're, you know, voted in for a sixth time or a seventh time, the fifth time will be inconsequential. Absolutely. You, know? you should always double check that stuff too. I yeah. found on my birthday bonus round, sometimes things change within the year Yep, and you know, there's, um, uh, New politicians coming in, old ones going out, people dying, people, you know, coming out. Coming back from the dead. <laughs> All sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff. You got to update your questions. Yeah. You're right. You're probably right about that. I think it, it probably matters more to people that want to keep a collection, a uh, yeah. repository or a suppository. Like in the case of Matt, I think he, you know, it's a one and done. He just. Yeah, he did write in and say he question. wanted to do a 200 question. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or. or Rate us with a write my question <laughs> or a miscorrection mm. or even just a little no note. You can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at 1 929 356 6966 or find us on social media. And you can rate us on Apple, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might find a rating system. Bad Pods. Uh, Spotify as well. Spotify. Yes. Can't leave a text rating, but you can rate us five stars only, please. Rate us on Spotify. Your turn, Mark, to kick off. Who, me? (laughs) Little old me? Okay. What do I want to ask you? What does MRI stand for? I think it's something radiological imaging. So what does the M stand for? Mark. An MRI is used to... uh, Look inside the body without cutting it open in any way. You go into a tube. If I recall correctly, they spin a giant thing around you, a magnet. Magnet. And if you're a British listener, magnetic radiological. If you're a, a British listener, we do not mean the subway. No, you don't go in the tube. (laughs) Well, you may go to the tube to get there. They got another tube. I think it's uh I think it's magnetic. I think there's a giant magnet in there that they're using to to help image things through radiology. Magnetic radiological imaging. Sorry, that's incredible. <laughs> First and third words were right. Magnetic resonance imaging. Oh, magnetic okay. resonance. Resonance. That makes imaging. more sense probably. There you go, MRI. Okay. thought you were going to get that. Yeah, I was just right there, but not right there enough. Mm. A question of Italian cuisine for you. Mm, mange. Ribolita is an Italian soup of Tuscan origin that is thought to have come from the medieval peasant class 
and is often thickened with what prepared food? Ribolita is an Italian soup of Tuscan origin that is thought to have come from the medieval peasant class and is often thickened with what prepared food? Prepared food? Mm-hmm. I don't like the way that's written. No? No. This intended to be a hint. Prepared food? Yeah, not. it's not thickened with an ingredient. It's not thickened with flour or sugar, you know? It's thickened with another prepared food. It's one prepared th- food thickened with another. Defend my question. That's what's the new segment. I'm going to say Italy. Mm. I'm going to say oatmeal. No. <laughs> close. It's bread. Okay. It's made with yesterday's bread. And specifically, they thought that the medieval peasants were using the discarded trenchers from the noble class. Do you know what a trencher is? No. Well, it's basically, we still use them today, but we call them like cheese boards uh, or serving boards. They are plates that have no raised lip and no rim. So they're just like a flat thing that food is served on. And in medieval times, it was usually made out of a hollowed piece of bread. So you you could uh, eat the food inside and then you could eat the trencher itself, which would have like all the remnants of the food on it. Or sometimes the nobles would give the the trenchers to as alms of the poor. So they donate it to the poor who would then go and boil the bread in the soup from yesterday, hence making ribolita. Mm. Here's your next question. Zupa. A zupa. Now you made me want Olive Garden. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's your next question. What car manufactured from 1978 to 2002? was named after its experimental use of the Wankel rotary engine. What car manufactured from 1978 to 2002 was named after its experimental use of the Wankel rotary engine? It was named after its experimental use of the Wankel rotary engine? Yes. That's what I said. From the 70s to 2002. What was discontinued in 2002? I wonder if it's that car that was uh, was supposed to look like an old car. The PT Cruiser. I don't know what PT stands for. Parts turn like a rotary thing. The engine parts turn. As the engine parts turn. What is PT? While we're on the subject of cars. Mm -hmm. F1 racing in Miami this weekend. You going? I've thought about it. Is it today? (laughs) It's tomorrow. Oh, okay. I've thought about it long and hard. Mm -hmm. Tickets are expensive. I thought about just going and trying being like in the area, you know, just getting the vibe. God, I was watching some of the practice runs. It's, it looks so gorgeous. You're going to coax me into asking my, uh, tire brands question here. Pirelli. You're right. That was my question. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. It was uh, what tire brand 
has a Formula One, uh, has served uh, Formula One since 2011 to present, and they also are the official suppliers and partners of the Superbike World Championship. But you got it without even knowing the question. Very good, Mark. You are in. You are in this shit right thank now. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's that at Ollie's this week. So there you go. There would have been one that you got. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the PT Cruiser. Sorry, that's incorrect. What do we got? The Mazda RX-7 Rotary Experiment 7. Oh, okay. I kind of laid heavy on experimental use of the Wankel Rotary engine. The answer is kind of in there, sort of. All right. Honda RX-7. I did have one team guessing RX-8. But it was not in uh, not in rotation at the time Ooh. that I mentioned, so a had, little uh, a little tricky. I had a similar situation this week. I was asking about Windows 3.0, mm. and somebody wrote down Windows 3.1, oh, which didn't come out for like another two years it. later. Yeah, Oof. Mel Brooks films. My next oh. category for you: <laughs> When Things Were Rotten was a 1975 TV series created by Mel Brooks. That would later serve as inspiration for what 1993 film by the director. So this is material that Mel Brooks went back to twice. First in a 1975 TV series called When Things Were Rotten. It served as inspiration for what 1993 film by Mel Brooks. I can't think of a 1993 Mel Brooks movie. I wish I knew more about Mel Brooks. Funny guy. Funny guy. Um, when things were rot. Um, Jesus. I mean, the last thing I can think of, the most recent thing I can think of, because all the stuff I, th- when I think of him, I think of all of his old stuff, Spaceballs, that was not 93, in the 80s, I think. Plus, it's based on a 75 TV series, 1975 TV series, or inspired by. Yeah. I I I don't even know if I can hazard a guess without sounding like an idiot. I I'm going to give you a uh, hint here, just uh, for the no no. This is a no no hint. We've talked about one of the stars during this recording session. This is the guy that was in the chamber. <laughs> um, the teacher Scott Brown. <laughs> Also, Phil, the star of Mel Brooks's 1993 movie. Kind of looks a little bit like Brendan Fraser. <laughs> this guy's got you'll, a hard on get for that comparing if this If you guy. watch the video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I don't know what the guy's hang up is. By the way, Brendan Fraser, not in the chair, by no. the way. Oh, no? No. I have no theory. John McEnroe. Oh, really? Oh. For the American the tennis version. player. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. What the hell were the questions? <laughs> this recording, I can't remember already. Um, 
Well, I don't know if it was related to a question, but we have talked about them. We took such a long break. Usually we take short breaks mm-hmm. and it's easier to remember. I don't know. It's a mad, 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 mad world. No, the person I was talking about would be Dave Chappelle in 1993's Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh. Yes, When Things Were Rotten was a Robin Hood TV series that Mel Brooks created. Several jokes and actors were recycled for the movie, including the homing arrow, the Patriot arrow, and the scene where Robin shoots a bunch of arrows to pin someone against a wall. Uh, Also, (laughs) actors Dick Van Patten was the abbot in... uh, in Robin Hood Men in Tights, he played Friar Tuck in the TV version. And Robert Ridgely uh, reply- reprises his role as the hangman from Blazing Saddles. He plays the executioner. I'm sorry, he plays an executioner in When Things Were Rotten, and then a hangman again in Robin Hood Men in Tights later. You remember when he asked Robin, what size are you, 16, 16 and a half? <laughs> oh, Robert man. Ridgely, also in Boogie Nights, you might remember from that. Achoo. Mm-hmm. Bless um, you. Bless you. I'm. I'm going to ask this just for shits and giggles. Okay. Victor Orban recently won a fourth term as prime minister of what country? I did ask one of these at trivia. The oh other day, wow! And I happen to have it in here, so oh damn. Uh, we'll go back and edit this episode if he wins a fifth term. <laughs> but for now, Victor Orban has won a fourth term recently as the prime minister of what country? And that's Victor with a K, if that helps. Hmm. Maybe pronounce Victor Orban. Bulgaria. Incorrect. Wrong. Hungary. Mm, okay. Hungary. Victor Orban. Orban. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. You could say, uh, you know, in May of 2022, which oh, yeah. was, you know, that's all I'm talking about is you could just tweak the questions a little bit, way to write them again, though. But, you can only put, push it so far because if you say in May of 2019, what date does Game of Thrones return for its fourth season or whatever? That's that ain't gonna work. Yeah, that ain't gonna if, fly. If he doesn't win next term, I would rewrite this as Victor or in May of 2022 or April of May of 2020 or April of 2022. Victor Orban won his fourth and final term as prime minister, or I would adjust it to. In April of 2028, Victor Orban won his fifth term as prime minister of, because fourth just seems a very weird thing to just mention if he wins eight times. Yeah, you're right. You know, right. So you've got to lengthen it a little bit, but had to throw it in there because we just talked about it. I I saw it and and fair enough. Had to do it. African geography, an old topic of ours here on the no-no. Why have I not studied? I'm just going to (laughs) get a giant printout of Africa and put it over my desk at work. Well, maybe you'll give this a capital I. Maybe that'll help you even. Mm. Beer to will. Beer to will. B-I-R space T-A-W-I-L. Beer to will. A 795 square mile patch of unclaimed land in Africa is located between Egypt and which other country that has the most pyramids in the world. Beer to will a 795 square mile patch of unclaimed land in Africa is located between Egypt and which other country that has the most pyramids in the world. 
This reminds me of my beer to will ratio, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the more I have, the more I don't want to live. <laughs> That's depressing. I was just kidding, by the way. Um, you're just that good at writing jokes. You can put yourselves in the shoes of somebody else. You're welcome. Um, Egypt and what other country? What else is up there? I don't know. It has the most pyramids in the world. Yeah. That um, doesn't help. Because that is a question that you once posed to me and Kristen and Fletcher on this I very thought it podcast. Familiar. Yep. This is my revenge. I would assume that it was Egypt, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is a neighboring country, mm. which they have a non-dispute, a dispute that's not a dispute over this land. Mm. Start with a C. Um, damn. Um, By Egypt. I asked a question once. Which country had the most? He doesn't know the answer, but my man's looking super comfortable in his mind palace right now. He's got his arms up behind his head. Almost in a reclined position. This is not a reclining chair, but he's making it work. He's Um, trying to think of the country in Africa. Next to Egypt. That has almost twice as many pyramids as Egypt. Maybe even twice as many, maybe even more. There's a range. We don't know, but definitely the most. It's a question I asked. I thought that the country was not in Africa. So that's worrisome. I guess I just read the name and thought it was in. I think we guessed a Latin American country or something. I think that's what I think that's what I was thinking. Um, the Congo. No. Sudan. The Sudan is the answer. The Sudan, (laughs) not South Sudan. Nope. Um, yes, during the, uh, just a little background on how this, why nobody's claimed this land that's between them. During the early, early 20th century, the United Kingdom set up multiple borders, which contained Beer Hawil and, or Beer Tawil. Beer Tawil. Now, uh, I think it's Beer Tawil. Contained Beer Tawil and neighboring Halaib, which has useful land in Halaib. So both states claim Halaib. And neither claim Bir Tawil because it would mean ceding control of Halaib instead. So, mm. And uh, it's also got a very hostile temperature environment. Not as bad as the chamber on Fox Happy in 2002, Halaib. but uh, 108 degrees during the summertime. So Oof. don't think you're just going to go up there and set up shop 
because no, it's not going to be a good time. You're going to have yourself a bad time. Mm-hmm. And yes, the uh, most pyramids question that was on episode 144 here of the No No Munching <sighs> on the Fart Box with Kristen Fletcher. I love our episode titles. We've got some good ones. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I pride ourselves. I pride myself on our. I mean, you do them all. But I say, well, they come, shit. yeah, they come from the episodes, though. So we've, we've got a mix. Exactly. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a rate my question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do a final question. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, we're coming back here, and we're going to get started. We're coming right now. <laughs> I'm just a bit <laughs> coming back. Get ready. We're preparing. That was for you, Mark. <laughs> um, and here we go. We're back, and it's time for a rate my question. I hope you keep that all in. If you don't, people won't know what the hell I'm talking about, but wow, that was a joy. We got a note here from Justin Yates, a new Justin. Ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, not Justin, on the Patreon yet, but... I, I was going to say, Justin, I beg you. It's three bucks a month. Please join the Patreon. Or no, he would have to be on the $5 tier to be with the other Justins, I think. Yeah, yeah. There is, but uh, it's affordable. Yeah, oh yeah. And I you mean, get a free on. joke every week based on your name. Just This only, by the way, only Mike's and month. Justin's this applies to. No other... Yes, please. Un- unless you can find another person with the same name, then we'll... Kind yep. of feel compelled to absolutely. That, we'll go. We'll give you those names later on. Mm-hmm. So, Justin writes, "Hey, Mark and Lee, congratulations yes. on 200 episodes and nearly four years worth of trivia and laughs. I've been a listener since episode 14. Holy shit! And I haven't missed a week since. God bless you, Justin Yates. A friend of mine stumbled upon your podcast on Spotify on a road trip, and we are so glad we did." You guys literally have me laughing out loud in my car and at work. Every week, I look forward to a new episode and more laughs. Sometimes, I will even bank a few weeks' worth of episodes just so I could binge a few episodes in a row. Mm. I used to do that Damn. when I was listening to more podcasts. I would save them up. You mm-hmm. know? Even though I don't know you guys, I somehow feel like you guys are my friends. We, we are, are friends. We are your friends. Thank you, Justin. Me and my group of friends out here in Carson City, Nevada, the capital of Nevada for Lee's geography knowledge. Thank you. We take turns hosting trivia once a month where we come up with our own questions. I get a lot of ideas from you guys as well. We have yet to find a trivia night out here that we enjoy, but I would definitely like to join one of your guys's Zoom trivias. Justin, the invitation is open. You can go on to the Nice Guys Pizza Trivia Facebook uh, group and or just message us and we will get you the link to uh, Mark's Zoom trivia and, uh, you know, just stay, listen to the podcast. You'll know if I do another online trivia at some point. I was going to say, are you ever going to do Twitch trivia again? I'd like to, but it does take a lot of setup time I to do. It. And yeah. uh, there's always something to do with either the podcast or the live trivia. So it's just about finding the right there's time. there's anything I can do to help and you want to co-do it with me, oh, I would okay. love to take part. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. You know, why not? Fuck yeah. it. All right. Justin continues, I have never been to Florida, but one day when I do, I will definitely stop by and say hello. I do have a rate my question for you guys from one of my favorite books. Best of luck to the both of you and your family and friends. Keep up the good content. Long episodes. Here's to another hundred. 
Thank you, Justin. What a heartwarming, beautiful message. That's why we do it. Lee, you ready? Were you, you about ready to answer and rate this bitch? Yes. All Here's right. the question. In the epic poem, Dante's Inferno, what mythological creature guards the gluttonous in the third circle of hell, mauling and flaying their freezing bodies with its, with its claws as they howl like dogs? I'll read this one more time. In the epic poem Dante's Inferno, what mythological creature guards the gluttonous in the third circle of hell, mauling and flaying their freezing bodies with its claws as they howl like dogs? I have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Are they saying the bodies are howling like dogs? Are they saying that the it's one mythological creature? Mm-hmm. The howling like dogs, I think, is a hint here. Because there is a dog-like creature. Is it a three-headed dog? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Cerebus, right? Yep. Well, we're I on mean, the that's, same... That, uh, I feel like that hint... It, it like confirms it in my mind. Like I was already thinking of Cerebus, but that was like, it sealed the deal. Then we're in, then we're, we're barking up the same tree <laughs> and mauling. Of course, is something and that, flailing, mm-hmm. yes. flaying their freezing flaying. bodies with its claws, claws, a clawed creature. But I mean, a lot of creatures have claws. Dragons have claws, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, mm, yes. I, I think it's, I think it's Cerebus. Let's, Says what we're guessing. Yep. Cerebus so. is our guess. Yes, we are correct. Yes. In the Inferno, Dante places Cerebus as the guardian of the third circle of hell. With his three mouths, Dante saw Cerebus as a beast that was synonymous with the sin of gluttony. As from Dante's Inferno.fandom.com, the Infernopedia, as it is known. <laughs> Titularly. You can do the hello, 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 hello. All right, so. We have in the epic poem Dante's Inferno, what mythological creature guards the gluttonous in the third circle of hell, mauling and flaying their freezing bodies with its claws as they howl like dogs? I'm going to give this a pibs. Okay. I'm going to give this a capital P because mythology is very popular. Lowercase i, somewhat interesting. When you say popular. Mm hmm. Do you mean popular specifically in trivia or do you mean popular in the world? I mean, I guess it's like notability, like how well is it known? But also it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a combination rating because it's also like, do trivia people want this type of question? Do I see mythology coming up, up a lot in the category requests? So I kind of look, look at it from both ways, you know, is it not too niche and not too obscure and do people want it? So that's how I come up with the P. Uh, lowercase I, somewhat interesting. Not the most interesting thing in the world, but interesting enough for an I. Uh, big B for that howling like dogs. Mm. You know, there's a lot of information here to point you to that. You do need to know the name of the creature, Cerebus, in order to get it. But right. I still feel like, you know, Cerebus is a mythological creature that has been parodied and spoofed even, you know, several times. They even have a threadless t-shirt with like a little puppy with three dog heads on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then short and sweet. I'm giving it a lowercase S. I don't think it necessarily needs a rewrite. Um, it's just inherently long. And so you're, it's kind of long and like, 
I like claws as they howl like dogs as a hint, but it's almost too like flavorful. You know it's I mean? almost like the flailing and blah blah. Flaying their freezing bodies, the alliteration. It's like it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. You know. Um, but like I said, I give it a lowercase s. It doesn't need a rewrite. I think it could be maybe um economized a little bit mm-hmm. in its language. So I give it a pips. <laughs> Before I give a rating earlier, you said Dick Van Patten, and I mm-hmm. just wanted to say Pat Van Dicken. Is that his name? Nope. Oh, that's, that's a good a trivia team name, though. That's a good trivia team name. <laughs> I always spoonerize names. Pat Van it's like, as soon as I hear a name, yeah. I almost automatically spoonerize it in some form or fashion, and Pat Van Dicken's funny. That sounds like a porn star name. Well, I'm Pat Van Dicken. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially for a dude, because their names are always like Zeus. <laughs> Johnny blanks, right? Um, Johnny bull testicles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an a plus. I think that's a fun question. Ultimately, you know, you have to catch that. They, because it's mythological creature, but then he throws a plural in there. Mm-hmm. So that was the big dead giveaway for me. Um, well, we were confused as to whether or not they, was referring i feel like the they referring to the freezing bodies of the gluttonous in the third level hell. That's, said, that's another thing that i wanted to say about the short and sweet is that there's a bit of ambiguity here yeah and i see why you say they because it's the three-headed dog but it also says mm-hmm. while they howl mm-hmm. right yeah but again i didn't know the first time i read this whether first i was thinking is are the people Howling like dogs. Well, that's why and I then think when the, I put it together, I, I, that's why I think, and I might be wrong. Justin can speak on this, but I think that's also why he mentioned the freezing bodies because the freezing bodies probably wouldn't be howling. They'd be frozen. Mm, so if yeah. the bodies are frozen, he says they howl. Mm-hmm. Yep. I might be wrong, um, but it's a bit clunky it's fun. though. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a hair clunky, but I'm going to give it an A plus anyway. Yeah. I like it. It's clever. Um, I like that we knew it. <laughs> I feel like every time, if we either get it, if we get it, then it makes us feel good. It's a fair enough question. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like it, all my questions, even when people say this is hard, blah, 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 blah. If someone gets it, then I'm like, well, it can't be too hard. I had a question this week that was a little weird, uh, that I'll ask probably within the next couple of weeks to you, but I had some people that were kind of giving me one answer but I had people that gave me the answer I was looking for. I was like, okay, they get it. So, um, great question. Great question. Yes. Thank you, Justin Yates, for the, for the kind message. I don't think it still really strikes me that people have listened to us for three years, four years, that people put us on every Monday and that people like really connect with us. I, the more I look at our Facebook and our, and our discord and the more I hear from people, the more I realize it, but I don't know if it's fully set in, in my brain. Cause every week we come here just in this little room. Yeah. Nobody in front of us or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. We'd have to do something like a live event or something to, to, to really experience it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Hmm. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or a miscorrection, you can do so at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or call us at 1 929 356 6966. And it's you. 80s music. Had to be you. It had to be you. <laughs> 80s music. Okay. 80s music. Matching only the Beatles in a similar achievement. 
which British pop artist holds the record as the only solo artist in Billboard history to have two year-end hot number one singles in 1985 and 1988, respectively. Matching only the Beatles in a similar achievement, which British pop artist holds the record as the only solo artist in Billboard history to have two year-end Hot 100 number one singles in 1985 and 1988, respectively. Mm. British pop artist. 85 and 88. I'm not going to say that this is me. The term pop artist is such a tricky thing to navigate. Because one of the first people that came to my mind was Elton John, but I wouldn't say he's a pop artist. You wouldn't? I guess I think of him more as a rock artist. I mean, rock, rock was pop for a long time. And hip hop took over as pop for a while, but I feel like pop is not a, I mean, it can be a style of music, obviously, but when you're talking in terms of like music history, you're going with just like whatever's popular on the billboard. Hot 100, See, what, everything on that one what hot I think 100 of now list is pop a pop artist. is I think Britney Spears, she sings pop, mm-hmm. pop music. She is a pop artist. Madonna is a pop artist. Mm-hmm. In this context, you're going to hate this. <laughs> Foo Fighters are a pop group. And See, I know why that would rub you the wrong way. But I mean, it's it's in talking fine. about Billboard charts. It's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying that the words pop artist make it tricky for this reason. Because it's one thing to be on the pop singles or the pop charts. It's another thing to be a pop artist. I think Foo Fighters are a rock and roll band. Who are on the pop charts. I think that's an important distinction. So for what it's worth, mm-hmm. this is just me spitballing. I'm not asking for clarification. I think it's a fine question, but it makes my brain kind of work over time. Cause I think like pop, like pop music or pop, like popular artist, you know, and you could avoid this by saying musical act. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But pop artist would give a hint if it's something that you consider a pop artist, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, or if you mean a rock artist who is in the pop charts, well, we'll see if you turn your nose up at this. Once you hear the answer, I'm going to say I, I, my, my gut was Elton John, not huge in the eighties, but he had a couple hits. I'm still standing. Feeling like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. Great song. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Good jam. Yeah. Um, I'm from London. I'm from Britain. And I just put out my new single. Solo artist. Now, year-end number one hit. These are big songs. So when you say year-end number one hit, 
what I thought you meant was it was a hit in December. <laughs> no. Okay. They have their own year end charts. Oh, okay. Where, where they rank the year's number ah, ones by how okay. long they stayed I was on the chart. Christmas songs and shit too. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, they have their own year end uh, Hot 100 chart where they take all the number ones from that year and rank them in terms of uh, how how well they performed. In the 80s, Michael Jackson. Wait, would you even have? You wouldn't have 100 songs on that. It would be from the Hot 100, but there's only 52 weeks in a year. But it would be the top 100 songs, I'm guessing. Something like that. I think they rounded out to 100. Judged by like the number of weeks you were at number one, etc. Hey, can I hear the question one more time? I'm sorry. I don't know. No, it's all good. On this. Matching only the Beatles in a similar achievement, which British pop artist holds the record as the only solo artist in Billboard history to have two year-end Hot 100 number one solo singles? Solo artist. That was the wording. Mm-hmm. In 1985 and 1988. Fuck it. I'm going to say Elton John. I, I just can't shake it. That was a popular answer, but it's wrong. These songs were Careless Whisper in 1985 oh, and George Michael. Uh, hey, uh, not Hey Jude, Faith in <laughs> 1988. Jesus Christ. The Beatles songs were I Want to Hold Your Hand in 1964 and Hey Jude in 1968. Um, 1969's year end number one song? Sugar. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh, honey, honey. <laughs> the Archies. Yes. Archies. Um, pull it back. Yeah, wow, George Michael. And it's funny because when I was thinking of Elton John, there is an outstanding live version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me that Elton John does, and it's one of the songs that I was thinking. And it, but right before the second verse, he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, or no, I'm sorry. It's a George it's George Michael. And he mm. says, Ladies and gentlemen, Elton John. And Elton John comes out, and he's like, I can't live. <laughs> And he gets all into it, and it's so good. They duet it, and it's so fucking good. God, that version is good. You should find that version and put it in the show notes. It's so good. We will do that. Damn. By the way, the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles is compiled based on each single's weekly physical and digital sales, as well as airplay and now streaming. Not in the 80s, obviously. So a couple components go into that. Lee, I think you're going to like this. All right. Sharing a name with one of the topics I mentioned earlier in this quiz. What was the name of Titanic's sister ship? Hmm. Sharing a name with one of the topics I mentioned earlier in this quiz. What was the name of Titanic's sister ship? Oh my gosh, I've already forgotten everything we've talked about. <laughs> exactly. See, so you gave me the hint. Mm-hmm. Now, this I wrote just like this. Yeah. So when I saw the question, I was like, I've got to this is from this your, so we make this happen. Did you ask this like this at yes. trivia? Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. So I had to make it my last With question. a topic. And you just happened to bring that we brought this person up earlier mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, oh, this is... Now it's time for me to have egg good. on my face. I already had it, my mind made up to do it. But you did it, and gotcha. I was like, well, I know that I had trouble remembering who the hell we talked about, so this is going to be fun. Never have I wanted more to be writing your questions down as we go. I've thought about <laughs> doing it in the past, and now I really regret it. So we have uh, Kerosene. That was the aviation um, topic. So it would be the Titanic and the aviation no that doesn't sound right for a boat <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> this boat got wings on it um 
Can you give me the topics one more time? No. Ah. <laughs> what? What? Watzel rotary. Magnetic resonance imaging. The HSS Healthcare. <laughs> um, the HMS Kerosene. I have no idea. Sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer is the Olympic. Oh, the Olympic. Sean yeah. White, the Flying Tomato, three-time the Olympic gold medalist, the Titanic, and the Olympic. I forgot about yes. the Flying Tomato, the Olympic. All right. Well, I think that does it for today's quiz. I think it does. And Lee, what Tough a pleasure one, it's been. Great questions, I think. Yeah, I feel so too. I don't think either of us got anything right, um, which, you know, happens. I feel reborn, though. 201. Yep. We're fresh starting start. fresh. Another 100 episodes. The 0 to 100 or 1 to 100. Mm-hmm. I loved 100 to 200. An absolute fucking pleasure. 2 to 3. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. And like you said, we're starting clean. Don't write us about the first 200 episodes anymore. <laughs> we're done. Don't, don't do it. We're, shit's in our past. We don't even acknowledge it anymore. In the words of Smokey, <laughs> why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> but thank you, everybody, yes. for listening. Thank you for joining us every Monday morning for another episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. The easiest way to... Uh, keep up with us is by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But you could also support the No No in several ways. The easiest would be by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends and family. We love seeing when people share the episodes, and uh, we hope you do that because it, it helps our show get into new ears mm-hmm. and uh, maybe even makes a bigger difference than financially supporting us. I would say yep. most people don't take advantage of that, but if you enjoyed this episode at all, please share it or share any episode that you like on your social media, get your friends to check it out. Pick one of your favorites. You could also leave a written review. Mm-hmm. That's true. On your favorite podcast platform. You can. And as we've mentioned, you can support the, the podcast financially by visiting our website, the clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. That is not the only way to support us. You could send us a one-time donation Please. through PayPal by writing to us at no nonsense trivia, gmail.com, not writing to us, but sending money to that, but you could write us as well. Yeah. Please. And, uh, but yes, Patreon, you get access to bonus episodes, deleted content, movie, audio commentaries, all sorts of good stuff on the patreon check that out speaking of patreon we want to thank our patreon supporters for helping us out with the show we have a couple of new patreons since the last episode we have proverbial light keeper frank thank frank frank thank thank you frankel and rumple snail skin tim also joining us so thank you guys both getting your own independent shout out here tim taking advantage of that 20 percent off annual memberships. oh you gotta love it is it 20 percent? it might be 15 i think it's 15 15 off yeah. annual memberships by signing up for an annual plan yes uh, tim knows we're good for the whole year here so yeah, why don't you absolutely. hop on board too uh big thanks also to our quiz daddies brandon long adam volk at esme and red crest fried chicken tim with pat's garden service tommy and gill 
It's, it's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skylar, Kristen, Fletcher, Jenny, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy 1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Manu, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin <laughs> Pyramids of Sudan. <laughs> Justin M. Justin. Justin. Jeez. You know, ever since someone said they to love, Will. Every, ever since someone said they love that we do that. <laughs> you, MJ. You've now just completely fucking. So Justin Pirelli and Justin MJ. We'll do that. No, no. Justin moved to Beer to Will. Okay. He and claimed the land. To, and thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Binsky, you got about 10 seconds here to think <laughs> of a mic. All right. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Cy, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, do you need more time? No, I'm good. H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas, at all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, Mike C., Mike, congrats on a new baby. Congrats to you, Mike C. Oh, and yes. Abby Congratulations. On their new little to baby. little baby Clover. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Mike J. Mike jetting through the airspace in Top Gun, a new game available for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And Mike K. Mike Kerosene. There you go. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or miscorrection, you can do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. And we have a Facebook group you can join as well. Just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia podcast to join us there. And finally, don't you dare fucking forget to leave us a rating on your favorite freaking podcast service. Five, Five stars, stars only, please. please. Until next time, you fucking No Nonsense listeners. Have a fucking week.